the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Speaking of partisan politics involved, uh, Merrick Garland, your attorney general, was back on the public stage on Friday afternoon after we said goodbye to you for the weekend, announcing a special counsel to investigate former President Donald Trump. Uh, Of course, this is uh, hmm, coincidental, shall we say, to Donald Trump announcing that he's running for president again. Uh, There's so much conflict in the Democratic Party and its uh, hallways of power, which is pretty much every hallway in Washington, D.C., certainly every hallway at the Department of Justice and the FBI, because they're just so conflicted, right? I think they are smart enough to realize that Donald Trump, as a presidential candidate in 2024, would be easier to defeat than he was in 2016 or even 2020, although I'll get to 2020 in a moment. He's easier to defeat than he was in 2016, For one reason. In 2016, he was an outsider with no political resume. In 2024, he will not be an outsider. He's been on the inside by 2024. He will have been on the inside as the president for four years and as the, if he's the nominee again, leader of the Republican Party for four more. So for that very reason, Trump has more areas of vulnerability to attack him on. Now, I personally don't think he's attackable on his policies because, well, his policies worked, right? Like unemployment was way down, prosperity was up, taxes were down, companies were bringing money back from overseas, we had the Abraham Accords, we had peace in the Middle East, we had no wars we were involved in. I'm running out of breath listing all of Trump's accomplishments. I didn't mention moving the embassy to Jerusalem. I didn't mention a secure southern border. I could go on and on about his policies. Nevertheless, they will be painted as utter failures, abysmal, abject failures. And we know this because as soon as Joe Biden got in, he had one mission, and that was everything Trump did, do the exact opposite. That's why we are feckless on the world stage and a laughing stock and condemned by British Parliament for our inept withdrawal from Afghanistan. That's why we have 5 million illegal aliens teeming across our southern border. It's why we have rampant runaway 40-year inflation and astronomically high gas prices and crime in our streets in every major city and elsewhere. Nevertheless, the Democrats can portray Trump as a bad president and Biden as a great president. But as much as the Democrats would agree with me that Trump is more vulnerable in 2024 than he was in 2016. They just cannot shed their Trump derangement syndrome and their desire to see the former president placed in handcuffs 
and locked behind bars. So they have this conflict going on. What do they want more? Do they want to leave Trump alone and let him run for president in 2024? Risk having Ron DeSantis outpoint him in a primary process and get waxed by DeSantis in 2024? I mean, if they put Trump behind bars, it's a pretty much a stroll in the park for DeSantis to be the nominee in 2024. Or do they want to press down their most uh, partisan wish list of putting Trump behind bars and let him walk a free man and run for president and risk the chance that Biden might just be bad enough to lose to him in 2024. That is possible. See, that is possible. That is why there is this great conflict in the Democratic Party is what should we do with Trump? Should we let him run? Because our guy is horrible at this. And our vice president is even worse at this than Biden is. And the only person that we have nationally who could conceivably step onto the stage and run for president, who's not Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, is a governor who came perilously close to being recalled in California because of the horrible job he has done in Everywhere, San Francisco, Los Angeles, you name it, Gavin Newsom has botched it. So they don't know what to do. So they have announced the appointment of a special counsel to investigate Trump for keeping classified documents at his Miralago home. Now, there were reports last week leaking out, and of course you wouldn't have seen them, reported on the mainstream media that the Justice Department has determined that, yes, Donald Trump did have classified documents, and B, there was no rhyme or reason to the documents. There was no, wow, he kept that document, and if he put it together with this other document, it might have given him access to the nuclear codes, and he could have marked it. Remember, that was the initial report, right? Oh, he's got the nuclear codes. He's going to sell them to Kim Jong-un, his little pal from North Korea. Maybe he'll give them to Chairman Xi. No, it's the Biden family who does business with America's enemies, not Donald Trump. But at any rate, those were the initial reports. Oh, he's got the nuclear codes. No, it turns out Trump is just in collecting classified documents, much like he is as a person walking around, given to just random fascinations. He's got, oh, look, I like this letter. It's from Kim Jong-un. Little man, I like him. Let's keep that one. You know, (laughs) there's just no rhyme or reason to it. Nevertheless, they have appointed a special counsel. And quite the special counsel he is. Uh, This gentleman by the name of Jack Smith. He was in on the, do you remember the name Lois Lerner? The crooked head of the Internal Revenue Service. Lois Lerner, the one who targeted the Tea Party back when the Tea Party Patriots got fed up with Barack Obama after two years and formed all different kinds of organizations meant to return America to, I know it sounds horrific, the Constitution. (laughs) Oh, what are we going to do about these people who want to return us to the Constitution? I know if they apply for... 501c3 status as a nonprofit, and the words Tea Party or Patriot appear in their application, let's audit them. That's what the IRS did. That's what Lois Lerner did. And guess who encouraged her to do it? None other than, yes, Jack Smith. 
The House Oversight Committee did a post-mortem on Lois Lerner's targeting of 501c3s, and guess what they found in there? They found an email from Jack Smith who said that they ought to try to use the U.S. law to take a serious look, or in in his exact words, be more vigilant to the opportunities from more crime in the 501c3 area. So this guy's an attorney at Justice. He's clearly a Democratic hack. He was in on encouraging Lois Lerner to target Tea Party groups. And you say, whatever happened to Lois Lerner? Is she doing like 12 to life for this? Uh, No, she got up in front of investigators and took the Fifth Amendment. See, the Constitution's a wonderful thing when you can use it to keep yourself out of the gray bar hotel. But if you actually have to live to it and allow, oh, I don't know, Tea Party patriots to organize, hold rallies, and hold you, Barack Obama, accountable for violating the Constitution, well, then it's not such a great document. So Jack Smith is in on all this. Anything else on Jack Smith's resume? The guy who's now going to be going after Donald Trump? Yes. Jack Smith was a leader in the prosecution of former Republican Governor Bob McDonnell of Virginia on federal corruption charges in 2014. Well, Bruce, you're not defending corruption, are you? No, I'm not defending corruption. Bob McDonnell was convicted of accepting gifts from a lobbyist. The problem is the Supreme Court unanimously, let's ponder on that word for a second. Does the Supreme Court seem relatively divided in terms of Democrats and Republicans? Does it? Like, there's not much agreement there, is there? No. Well, in this case, the Supreme Court unanimously reversed Virginia Governor Bob McDonald's conviction, and all charges against him were later dismissed. Although the prosecution of him did stop him from running for president in 2016. So mission accomplished, Jack Smith. You targeted this guy. Your conviction that you obtained was overturned unanimously by the Supreme Court. So he's already done Democratic heavy lifting on the IRS scandal. He's already done it on targeting a Republican governor. Now he targets Trump. One of the things I'm hoping to be able to do next week is introduce you to the new Speaker of the Ohio House. His name is Derek Marin. He's from the Toledo area. Uh, He's a relatively young man, 36 years old. I consider that a young man. I didn't consider it young when I was, uh, you know, 30. But I do now that I'm older, shall we say. Uh, Derek Marin, I like what I hear so far. Uh, he has told those around the state house that he is committed to a quote bold conservative agenda. Yay! He replaces Bob Cup. Bob Cup had a habit of putting things in his pocket, so to speak. There's a thing at the state house called the pocket veto. The pocket veto is not it's not a real veto. It's like the pocket veto is kind of like allowing something to die on the vine. You have a bill, you'd like to get it passed. Let's take, like, Representative Jenna Powell's Save Women's Sports Act. I mean, I think the general consensus in the state of Ohio, I spend a lot of time at high school sporting events, 
the general consensus throughout the state of Ohio is that when you go to watch a girls basketball game, you'd like to see what? Girls play basketball, right? You're not going so you can see a boy dressed as a girl play basketball. No, that would present a competitive advantage for that boy and for the team that that boy is on. Well, the Jenna Powell Save Women's Sports Act, and I know Jenna a little bit. She comes from Western Ohio where sports are very popular. There are a couple um, leagues over in Western Ohio where they regularly populate the state championship games with teams from those leagues. It draws communities together. There's a lot of value in high school sports. It is something worth preserving. Sadly, the Ohio High School Athletic Association, which cowers from any kind of take-a-stand-for-truth conflict that there is, uh, they have adopted a transgender policy that would make it exceedingly easy for an Ohio version of Will Thomas, the Penn swimmer, who was exceedingly average as a college male swimmer until he became, ta-da, Leah Thomas. Not by having a surgery or doing anything other than sitting out a year and coming back in a women's swimsuit with longer hair and destroying the actual women who were swimming against him. So this Save Women's Sports Act is something that Bob Cup, the former Speaker of the House, allowed to just go away. He just ignored it. He kind of figuratively put it in his pocket, thus inflicting a pocket veto. Well, I don't think Derek Marin, your new Speaker of the House, is going to put bills like that in his pocket. I think he's going to put it on the docket, and we're going to have public readings and debate And he's going to team with, I hope, Matt Huffman, the Senate president, and we're going to move these things along. So we might see what kind of bills coming out of the next session of the General Assembly. Well, I think we're going to see the heartbeat bill, if it needs to be, strengthened, or it's going to be upheld by the Ohio Supreme Court. I think we're going to see the lawmakers in the House. And the good thing about the midterm election, while the Republican Party did not do well nationally, we did very well in the state of Ohio. Ohio and Florida now are the standard bearers of deep red Republican states. Both states have all major offices occupied by Republicans. That's auditor, that's an auditor, treasurer, secretary of state, governor, lieutenant governor. And while we already had enough Republicans in the House and Senate to override and ostensibly Republican Governor Mike DeWine's veto, We strengthened those numbers in both the Senate and the House. So that's the kind of gravitas that Derek Maron has behind him as House Speaker. And his priorities, unlike Bob Cupp's, are to get things done, not just with abortion, not just with tax policy, but with school vouchers. He's said to be a big proponent of school vouchers. We had our friend Aaron Baer from Center for Christian Virtue in here, what, a month, month and a half ago? for a day-long fundraiser, and the number one thing that I think CCV, which does a great job with public policy and ingraining Christian values into public policy, the number one thing they want to see done is get that backpack bill passed. Why? Well, were you listening to the show last week? Did you hear what musical they were performing at Pickerington North High School? I spoke to a pastor in the Pickerington area today about whether parishioners at his church were even aware that at Pickerington North High School, they were performing a musical called Kinky Boots, which glorifies a drag queen who theoretically saves a business by encouraging it to make fetish footwear for men. I called the school. 
No response day one. Second day, I had a woman say, well, I think it's just a movie. I think it's just a musical about shoes. (laughs) Nice try, Lefty. No, it's not just a musical about shoes. So these kinds of things are going on in our schools, and guess what? They're going to keep going on in our schools until you register your protest. I didn't say throw rocks through the windows of schools. I didn't say harass people who are school board members by toilet papering their trees or vandalizing their houses. I said take a stand. Go to a school board meeting. Demand answers as to how this musical got approved to be performed, why you took junior high students to it, were parents allowed to opt out of it. These kinds of things are going on in public schools all across the state of Ohio. And parents feel like, well, what can I do? I can't afford private school tuition. Well, if the backpack bill gets passed, you'll have a much better chance of affording private school tuition because a lot of it will be cut in half if you get approximately a $5,000 check from the state of Ohio if you want to send your kid to a private school or a charter school. Right now, there are income limits on families if you make And again, I'm talking in ballpark here. If you make over $70,000 a year, you're not going to qualify for what is now called Ed Choice in the state of Ohio. You're not going to be able to get it. If you make between 35 and 70, you'll qualify for Ed Choice. But the private school, number one, doesn't have to take it. And number two, if it does take it, can require you to pay the difference between the $5,000 Ed Choice grant. And again, talking in generalities, the $5,000 and what the actual tuition is. So let's say most tuitions are around ten grand, you'd still be on the hook for five thousand bucks. Now, if you make less than thirty-five grand right now, you can get an Ed Choice scholarship. And the school, if they take Ed Choice, and they don't have to, but if they take it, then they can't charge you anymore. So your options are limited. If the backpack bill goes through, everybody, regardless of income level, would have the option to get whatever the number is. I'm guessing it'll be around five thousand dollars to help you offset the cost of private school tuition. Everybody, no matter what your income level is. And there are those in the education business, and it is a business, NEA, uh, what is it, NFT, National Federation of Teachers? AFT, American Federation of Teachers. Oh, this will be terrible. Kids will leave public school. Yeah, they will. Yeah, they will. You know why? Because you lose the competition. You are losing You are losing because you are losers, because you are not doing what? Prioritizing what parents want the educational system to be. And what do parents want the educational system to be? It's a revolutionary thing. Are you ready? I'm going to tell you. Education. That's what they want it to be. Education. They want their kids to get high test scores. They want their kids to do well on the ACT and the SAT and be prepared for college and maybe get a scholarship. They don't really want them schooled in critical race theory and social-emotional learning and that America is a horrible, terrible, evil, awful place led by orange man bad. Parents aren't into that. The teachers are way into that. Check out the transgender flags in their rooms. They're way into it. That's why the backpack bill passes. We'll get some accountability. And that would be a very, very good thing. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.